Hi, I'm Ina Garten, the Barefoot Contessa. Welcome to the audio podcast of my show, Be My Guest. I've invited some really interesting people to visit me. Some are old friends and some are new friends. We'll share stories that will hopefully amuse and inspire you. And you're invited too. How fun is that? I love to invite interesting people to my house for good food, great conversation, and lots of fun. The amazing, world-famous ballerina, Misty Copeland, principal dancer with the American Ballet Theater, and someone I've always wanted to meet, is joining me for a fabulous day at the barn. Ina has asked me over to cook with her. This is a dream come true. I can't wait. I'm welcoming her with a delicious Kir Royale. That's a good way to start the day. (laughs) And herb ricotta bruschettas. (laughs) Good. (laughs) To celebrate her being here and to get our day off to a fabulous start. We're talking about her extraordinary childhood. We were living in a motel and no one in my life really knew about that. Risking it all, um, I packed up my school backpack and a couple of clothes I had and put them in my backpack and left and also how her amazing career almost came to a dramatic end. I knew that if I let the cat out of the bag (laughs) that I possibly wouldn't be allowed to go on stage and perform. I'm gonna cry again. This is is a problem. (laughs) Then Misty showing me her citrus salmon and mashed butternut squash, a perfect simple dinner. Be my guest. (laughs) Anytime. I can't wait to meet Misty Copeland. I mean, it's not every day Prima Ballerina comes to visit me. And I thought it'd be nice to have something delicious when she gets here. So I'm gonna make a little toast with herb ricotta on it. And for that, I need fresh herbs from my garden. It's such a gorgeous day and the tomatoes are just amazing. Wow. I love to walk by and just eat them. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. But now I need fresh dill and chives. So I've got my herbs, I'm gonna head inside, and in the meantime, let me tell you what I already know about Misty. Misty Copeland's life is a story of triumph over adversity. Born in Missouri and brought up in California, she came to ballet late at age 13, and against all odds, while living in a motel with her mom and five siblings, she was discovered at the after-school program at the Boys and Girls Club in San Pedro and won a full scholarship to the Cynthia Bradley Dance School. Within one year, she was dancing professionally, joining American Ballet's Corps de Ballet in 2001 and rising through the ranks to become one of the youngest ever soloists. In 2015, Misty made history, becoming ABT's first African-American principal dancer. A passionate campaigner and activist, Misty has launched her own foundation that's breaking barriers by bringing greater diversity and inclusion to ballet. She has performed in so many legendary productions like Firebird, Swan Lake, The Nutcracker, and Romeo and Juliet. She faced a career-threatening injury and fought her way back. It's no wonder she made it into Time Magazine's list of 100 Most Influential People. She's performed with Prince, starred in movies, the documentary A Ballerina's Tale, which she also narrated. She's been a judge on TV and has written many best-selling books, including her memoir and several children's books. These days, Misty lives in New York with her lawyer husband, Olu Evans, and her young son. What an exciting ride, Misty. I mean, how inspiring was that? Can't wait to hear more. 
So I'm going to make herb ricotta first for the bruschetta. You can obviously buy ricotta in the store, but to make it yourself, it's so easy. Let me show you how I made this. Ricotta is surprisingly easy. I put whole milk into a pan with heavy cream and some salt. Brought it to a full rolling boil, stirring occasionally, and then turned off the heat. Then I added a splash of white wine vinegar and let it stand for a minute, just until the liquid curdled. Then poured it into a sieve lined with cheesecloth, set over a bowl, and let it drain for about 20 to 25 minutes. I mean, that was pretty easy, right? And it's so good, especially when it's a little warm. It's delicious. Now I'm going to add lots of good things. First, scallions. It's going to give it lots of flavor. And then herbs from my garden. Chives and fresh dill. I want it minced really well. Salt and pepper. I want it well flavored. This is going to go on the on the little toast, the bruschetta. So it's like creamy and crisp. It's a really good combination. Just mix it all in. I love the way the homemade ricotta, once you drain it, is just thick and creamy and so good. I actually love using fresh ricotta. Sometimes when I make a baked pasta dish, I'll put a dollop of fresh ricotta in the middle. It's so good. And it's actually also good with sweet things. Sometimes like a dollop of ricotta with fresh berries and a drizzle of honey. It's as simple as dessert. Okay, let's just make sure this is really delicious. Mmm. I love the fresh herbs. Okay, next I've got toast in the oven. And they're perfectly done. So this is how I made them. I took a baguette and I did big diagonal slices, brushed them with olive oil, lots of salt and pepper, and toasted them at 375 for just about six to eight minutes until they're nice and browned. And now I'm ready to build the biscuitas. My gosh, it is so exciting because I have been a fan of hers for so many years. I learned to cook watching watching Ina. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to meet her. I can't wait to see what she's going to cook. I can't wait to cook for her. It's going to be an exciting day. Okay, I'm going to build these. Let's see how good they look. Crisp and creamy, everything. Okay, little... Ricotta on each toast on a plate. I understand Misty likes a nice Kier Royale the way I do. So I've got champagne chilling in the fridge. I think they'll be really good with this. I really can't believe she's coming. I can't wait to meet her. Beautiful. This is so exciting. Here I come, Ina. <laughs> Ina, I'm here. Misty Copeland. Hello. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you really here? I oh can't my God, how it. exciting. Oh my I'm so honored. Oh my you goodness. You have no idea. I am. 
Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) That was the most gorgeous plie I've seen. (laughs) Come with me. I have something to celebrate. You have lots of to celebrate, right? Yes, there's a lot of... A lot, a lot of going new on, things right? Happening and, <laughs> and I understand your favorite drink is a Kier Royale. So I decided yes. we would start out early this morning I with a Kier Royale. This How's is that? how you start the day. <laughs> this is Ina's world. Love it. So the first thing you have to celebrate is a new baby, right? I, <laughs> Tell me about him. Oh, Jackson. He's six months oh. as of this past weekend. Um, he's a dream. He's, you know, it's more than I. Could have ever imagined. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? It, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. On so many levels, I'm so thank happy you for you, so and I can't much. wait to talk about it all. Me too. What you don't know about me is that I spent my childhood doing ballet, and I was never going to be a ballerina. <laughs> but like I love from, it. From what age to maybe six, or oh seven, something like that. My mother used to take me for ballet class, oh and I loved goodness. it. Doesn't one always remember? When they got their first toe shoes? Yes. That was yes. like, how old were you? You were so much older than most well, girls, right? I started at 13, and I got my first pair of point shoes, I think it was two months after I started training. Because you were already physically ready for it? They, it usually they takes like three years, doesn't or, it? Or, I mean, <gasps> wow. a lot of dancers will start, say, at six years old and just train in the ballet technique until maybe 13. And then yeah. from there, they'll start to prepare for their point shoes. And so it was a very fast trajectory, and I wouldn't suggest that or recommend any young <laughs> person put on point shoes that quickly. But all, all you want to do is dance around the house in yes. them, right? <laughs> Thank you Kier so Royale much. To, to celebrate yes. you and babies and just yes. your being here. It's just Thank incredible. Thank you so much. <laughs> mm. That's good. That's a good way Isn't to start good? the day. Yeah. <laughs> I also made us some herbed ricotta toasts to go with a Kier Royale. With some dill on top. A little dill, fresh herbs. Delicious. A little little breakfast toast, how's that? Yes. Here, we need three, we need sustenance. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much to talk to you about. Let's go to the table and talk. How fun. (laughs) Wow. So should we taste these? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Better than not bad. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so you have had one of the most unlikely ballet careers in history. Yeah. So you started out at a ballet class in a boys and girls club. Describe the boys and girls clubs because I think they're really important. They are. Um, they're a community center mm-hmm. um, that really focuses on giving children a space to be in the after school hours. Mm-hmm. Um, So for me, growing up in San Pedro, California, and being one of six children, and uh, my mother working, you know, two jobs most of the time, um, you know, trying to keep a roof over our head and food on the table. And so um, after school ended, we could just walk over to the Boys and Girls Club and we'd get mentoring and tutoring and be able to be a part of, you know, whether it was uh, sports. um, So it was like a second home to you. It was like a second home. It was like a second home. That's wonderful. And so to be able to to be introduced to arts and ballet specifically there, it completely changed the course of my life. But you'd never been to a ballet and you'd never heard classical music. What 
what did you connect with there? Initially, I didn't connect didn't? with it. Yeah. I think I was just so afraid of doing something outside of my comfort zone mm. um, that I couldn't even see the possibilities. So I would go into the, the bleachers on the in the gym, the basketball yeah. court, and I would hide out because um, oh. I, I was being pushed to go and take this class, but I wasn't ready to step onto the court. So I would just mm -hmm. watch. And finally, the ballet teacher, Cynthia Bradley, she pulled me out onto the court one day and I was in my gym clothes and, and socks and and she's she said she knew I was a prodigy from the first time that she took my leg and lifted into the air and I could hold it and um, she invited me to join her school on full scholarship and that's and where I love my what she said about began. you she said you will dance for kings and queens and you will have a life that no one could have imagined oh she did say that she saw that in you she did it makes me cry oh. just thinking about it I don't even know her and I love her <laughs> <laughs> because she changed the course of ballet with it just it's, extraordinary. Yeah. So you, then you went from that free class to a full scholarship to Cynthia Bradley's class. Yes. And what, what did that feel like? It was the first time that I felt like I had a voice mm -hmm. in a way that worked for me, which is why the arts are so important mm -hmm. and, and to have in, in schools. Um, because not everyone, you know, learns in this linear way. Mm -hmm. And I exactly. didn't. Yeah. And, and I, I, my grades improved. Everything improved once I started mm -hmm. ballet and I was hearing the music and connecting it to the, my feelings and emotions and the physicality of things. But it was being in the studio and feeling like I was a part of a community. Yeah. And seeing myself in the mirror, I felt beautiful for the first mm. time in my life. And I think also being a middle child and being one of six children, uh, yeah. I had focus, focus on, on me. Yeah. That Somebody I, was like a bright light on you. Right. Yeah. I wasn't sharing with everyone. So you're doing really well at ballet class, and then your mom asked you to stop. That was a really, really difficult time for me. You know, we were at such a low point in, in our lives. You know, my mother was... Uh, not working at the time and we were living in a motel and no one in my life really knew about that that was something that i kept to myself mm -hmm. um, and cynthia bradley um, my mother called her and let me know that we wouldn't be able to uh, make the, have the transportation and be able to get me back and forth to ballet class every day so i was going to have to stop so cynthia drove me home. She offered to drive you home. She offered to drive me home. And it was the first time somebody had seen where you lived. Yes. How did you feel about that? It was embarrassing. Mm. Um, you know, it was like this secret I had held close to me for, you know, almost a year. Um, mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, it was, it was humiliating, I, you know, mm -hmm. I felt. And um, it was hard to say goodbye to Cindy as well. I didn't think I'd ever see her again. <gasps> wow. I thought it was over, oh. and I walked into the room and closed the door. Mm -hmm. um, and a couple of minutes later, we heard a knock on the door, and it was Cynthia. She had turned around, come back, um, asked to talk to my mother. And I remember seeing them from afar, watching them kind of whisper to one another. And my mother turned around and said to me, Cynthia has invited you to live with her so you can continue training. Um, and it was shocking. It was not at all what I imagined they were talking about or, or would be a possibility. And my mother let me go that night, and, and I ended up living with That Brad. night? That night. Wow. I, I didn't have a lot of things. Um, I packed up my school backpack and a couple of clothes I had and put them in my backpack and left. Wow. 
What a generous thing for your mother to do. Yeah. So she put your needs over hers. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. cry through this whole thing. You don't mind, do you? <laughs> it was it was such a incredible inc- incredible moment, you mm. know, for these two women to come together and, and both sacrificing mm-hmm. um, to give me this opportunity because Cynthia knew what the possibilities were for my career and she yeah. she knew she saw American Ballet Theater in my future. That's she did. what she was introducing mm-hmm. me to. She had this whole idea and trajectory of what my career was going to be, which you know, I just kind of went with the flow, but I didn't really believe that it was actually going to happen that way. So now are you dancing on stage? She immediately threw me onto the stage. I was performing the lead in the Nutcracker within eight months. I was oh, Clara. Yeah. Um, by the time I was 15, I was away in San Francisco training with the San Francisco Ballet School wow. um, on full scholarship. And then the following year, wow. I went to American Ballet Theater. Uh, and you were 15? I was 15. Wow. So that's where my journey began. <laughs> so now you're at ABT. Yes. 2000 yeah. was when I officially moved mm-hmm. to New York City. You know, I was now a small fish in a big pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once I got to ABT, it, it, maybe in the second year of being there was when I stepped back and realized, like, wow, this is a big company. It's, mm-hmm. you know, almost 90 dancers. Wow. And I was the only black woman. Wow. And, and it would be that way for the first decade of my career mm-hmm. that I was the only black woman in the company. Mm. Um, but, you know, there there were just kind of small things that would happen, you know, whether it was this tradition of being in the classical ballet world where they have what are called ballet blanc, and these are white ballets. So they're wow. ballets that in, in the second act, so in Swan Lake, um, in the second act, you have a stage full of white swans uh-huh. in white tutus and yeah. pale pink tights. You have in La Bayadere, the same thing in the second act. A lot of the time, they're these ethereal characters, and everyone's to look uniform, and um, being the only brown person, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I was being told to put white makeup on my skin in order to blend in. And it's really incredible to think that, you know, in 2002, 2001, yeah. that that still was happening. And these are things that have been happening for yeah. generations and generations right. in opera and television, you know. With, and everything. And I think that was one of the first times that it really hit wow. me and made me question whether or not this was really the career for me. And if but whether your goal was even attainable. Or, I mean, when you don't see anyone yeah. who looks like you and you don't necessarily have a support system in a way in, within uh, the bounds of the ballet world or people that look like you. Um, it just, you know, I, I was also growing up and maturing and just yeah. thinking, like, this doesn't really seem like a reality. And did you at some point think about quitting? Oh, yes. There were several times that I just felt like I didn't think that I could really move up um, Mm -hmm. and be in a supportive environment. I remember going home and um, having a conversation with Olu, my then boyfriend, who is now my husband, (laughs) (laughs) and having this, you know, deep conversation about whether this is really what I want. I mean, ABT had been my goal and and my dream, you know, the repertoire that they perform, the history and lineage of dancers who have Mm -hmm. been there, and I couldn't give it up. I just felt deep down inside that when will will there be another opportunity for a black woman to be in this company? Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
Mm. So I need to take the leap and and fight to be here and create change. So fast forward 2007. Yes. Firebird was your first solo role. That must have been incredible. It's one of the one of the most mm. difficult, I think, um, pieces of music to dance to. Is I mean, it? it really yeah. takes knowing it inside and out. And, you know, you put in all of those hours of training and rehearsal so that you can, you can adjust to things that are happening in the moment once you step onto the stage because there's a lot that's out of our control. I mean, I've had so many moments with partners where things have just gone wrong and you have to be agile and you have to be able to make adjustments and, you know, wow. whether it's um, going up into a big lift and, I mean, I've had things go wrong where I've slipped off of a partner's hand and, and, what happens? and you find ways around it. I'll grab his arm and I'm just, I stay soft on top and move my arm so they will never know that I'm supposed wow. to be up there, not down here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> or even, that's incredible. Even falling on, like all, falling on stage, like um, the challenge of like what, how you recover yeah. is so intriguing to me. Um, falling on stage and having the whole audience go, <gasps> and then you're yeah. like, I have to win them back. Tell me about opening night of Firebird. The audience was more than half black. Seriously. And younger than we'd ever seen. Wow. It, it was a sold out performance. Shot. It was the most incredible thing that any of us had ever seen. The pressure must have been enormous, but you had a secret. Yeah, it was a secret that I kept from everyone in my life that I was dealing with severe pain in my shin, in my oh. tibia. Um, I knew that if I let the cat out of the bag <laughs> that I possibly wouldn't be allowed to go on stage and perform. I would have had to go into physical therapy or I would be missing so many rehearsals that I wouldn't be prepared to go on stage to actually perform the Firebird. So mm -hmm. I was doing everything that I could to manage the pain and it wasn't until after the performance that the pain was so insurmountable that I could not push through. It was the next morning that I, I came to the decision that I have to face reality. And so I went into the artistic director's office and mm -hmm. I said, I have to pull out of the rest of the season. Yeah. I think I have a serious injury. And that's when I finally faced the doctor and had um, an x-ray and found out the severity of the situation. And, and, and talk about it, hitting a wall. Mm. I was out for a year. Doctors told you I you were never gonna dance again. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could have been that one moment mm -hmm. and then it was over. And what did you do to stay in the stay in the game? You weren't about to let that happen. I was not. <laughs> I, you know, I needed to find something that I could control. Mm -hmm. And I found an incredible teacher who was teaching floor bar classes. Floor bar. Describe floor yes. bar. You, you're laying on your back or you're laying on your stomach or you're laying on your side and you're literally doing all of the exercises that you would do standing in a ballet class. Yeah. Um, you're doing the plies and you're doing the tendus, but you don't have gravity. You don't have the weight of your body, really. Um, and I, I did this for the in, entire year. In between, I had a surgery. I had a plate screwed into my tibia Oof. with screws. Um, one of the most incredible things 
was coming back to the stage and having my artistic director say to me that he felt that I had improved in the time off. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe, I mean, I was like, wow. that was the goal, that I was going to work on the things that I could and control. And not lose it, and not but that you'd it. improved. Okay, fast forward, 2015, you went from the lowest low to the highest highs was, I think, the last week of our season, our eight-week season, and um, we had a full company meeting. Mm-hmm. And within, within the meeting, um, Kevin McKenzie, our artistic director, turned to me. Uh, he had made a couple of announcements of prom- promotions of, you know, court, court of ballet dancers to soloists. Mm-hmm. And he turned to me and he just said, Misty, take a bow. And everyone knew that that was it. That was, that was how everyone he was telling knew. me <laughs> that I was being promoted uh, to principal dancer the first black woman to do a principal role for ABT. It was so emotional. I'm going to cry again. I just, <laughs> this, this is a problem. <laughs> Isn't that gorgeous? But to be surrounded by my peers who have been with me on this journey, I mean, it's such a supportive environment that I think a lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize yeah. that it's not as cutthroat and competitive as you see in, in mm-hmm. films and, and on television, the mm-hmm. classical ballet world. Oh, yeah. But this is like family, you know, that I, since I was 17 years old and I've traveled the world with and we spend yeah. more time together than our own families. It was very emotional, but, you know, then the meeting ends and it's like, all right, get to rehearsal. <laughs> you got a show to put on tonight. So I heard somewhere that you told someone that if you weren't a dancer, you'd be a chef. Is that possible? <laughs> oh, one can dream. <laughs> but yeah, I, yes. Do you I, love to cook? There's something about being in the kitchen, especially after a long day of dancing, and yes, you're on your feet yeah. when you're cooking, but that's, um, it makes me unwind. It's, it's very creative. Yeah. It centers me. It grounds It's totally engaging. Me. It's engaging. <laughs> yeah. And when did you start cooking? Because I think your mom wasn't a cook, right? My mom did not cook. <laughs> she, um, she could get a cup of noodles. She could get cup, we, we all kind of just would fend for ourselves. Oh, um, really? Yes. Yeah. And once I moved to New York when I was 17 years old, and I was thrust into this adult world and, you know, had to survive on my own, it was like, oh, I have to cook for myself. I've, I need to fuel my body. I'm an mm-hmm. athlete, all of these things. And... I would watch you, I would watch the Food Network, I would, you know, through different cookbooks, and I was just self-taught. What was the very first thing you taught yourself how to cook? Oh my goodness, the very first thing. You know, I can't remember exact the exact first thing, but black bean soup with the with lime shrimp was one of the first dishes that I felt really comfortable with and it became like my go-to. That's great. No matter if it was summer or winter. I, I love making I it. I love that. It sounds yeah. delicious. <laughs> so what's next? What do you feel like? Um, I always feel like if I can just continue doing what I'm doing right now, I'll mm-hmm. be happy. But I think you always look ahead a little bit, don't you? I do. What, what do you feel like w- would like to happen next? You know, I would love to continue to be a part of the ballet world forever. Oh. You know, that's and not the ballet world that... hopes you will. <laughs> <laughs> I have a foundation that I just launched, the Misty Copeland Foundation, and we have a program that we've started where we're going into boys and girls clubs and community oh. centers with an after-school ballet program. Which gave your, exactly. gave your whole life yes. wings. Yes, yeah. which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Be Bold. It's mm. ballet explorations. Ballet offers leadership development. Oh, how great. So to really, you know, I think give 
especially underprivileged communities, uh, make them feel that this is a world that you can be a part of. And mm -hmm. that it's not just about taking ballet class, it's about creating future leaders and giving you the tools to go on to be whatever it is you want to be. To ballet, and most of all, to you. Yes, and to <laughs> cooking. I can't wait to, what to you show making? you something. I can't believe I'm even saying that. I'm going to show you anything. No, you <laughs> in the kitchen. I can learn from everybody. <laughs> um, what are we going to make? I'm going to make a butternut squash mash yeah. and a citrus salmon. Um, two of my favorite things. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Have fun. So show me what to do. Put me to work. All right. Okay. So I'm going to start with the marinade. Okay. And while I am mixing it together, you can just mince the scallions. Okay. I know how to do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Better than I do. No, I don't uh, think so. <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, brown sugar. Okay. Then we're going to add orange juice. Now at home, I would not be measuring like this. Yeah. I like to just feel it out and toss it all in there. <laughs> oh, I measure everything. I'm just the opposite. <laughs> Even when it's my own recipe, I measure it. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. I'm just so careful. Yeah. So what's this? So this is low-sodium soy sauce. Okay. And now we're going to add the white wine vinegar. And so this is one of Olu's favorite dishes. Yeah. Um, do you make it a lot? I do make it a lot. With easy, which is one of the key ingredients, right? Yes. A little bit of salt. We're going to add some white pepper. We use white pepper. White That's interesting. White pepper. Um, we're going to mix it together a little bit. How finely do you like this? Is that that's, too that's coarse? Good. That's okay? Nope, that's okay. totally fine. So we're going to mix that, and then we're going to add in the scallions. So this is going to serve as a marinade. Yeah. The salmon, and then it's also going, we're going to make a sauce. Oh, how great. Gonna, yeah. So you get both out of we're it. We're going to get both out of it. I love doing that. It's really one of my favorites. It's got such a great mix of the sweet and the yeah. citrus and the orange. It's really perfect. Okay, this is a lot of scallions. Fabulous. Yes. I love it. So we're going to add that into the marinade. Okay, I'll do this and then I have more. So you cook the marinade like half of it? So we're going to have half as the marinade or yeah. pour over the salmon, and then we're going to have half as the sauce that's going to go into our sauce. Pan. Perfect. So what are your other go-to dishes? Oh the my things goodness. you make a lot. We eat a lot of salads. Yeah. And, um, we're Californians, me and my husband, so we love our avocados. That goes I love avocados. <laughs> yes. You know, because it makes it gives substance to, to a it salad, really does. doesn't and it? it? And it actually, was, Jackson just had avocado for the first time. Yeah. And he loves it. And he it. loved it? Yes. <laughs> so we're going to start, okay. we're going to pour half of it over. So is it like about a pound of salmon? It's a pound of salmon. Okay. And we're going to put that in the refrigerator. Okay. Um, and we're going to let that marinate for about 20 minutes. And then we're going to put some of it here. And we're going to turn it to a low heat. And we're going to let that simmer for oh, that's gonna thicken, right? 30 it's minutes, gonna be 35 yeah. minutes. And we're going to let it thicken. It's eventually going to pour over the salmon. Fabulous. Okay. So should I put this in the fridge? Yes. You can okay. get the salmon marinating in the fridge. And then we're going to get to work on our butternut squash. So okay. I'm really putting you to work. So could you bring over the pot <laughs> yeah, for me? Okay. Nice okay. big pot. Yes. So we're just going to add in. the squash in there. And then I'm going to have you put water maybe just an inch above where Great. the squash is. Okay. I'm the water expert. <laughs> I can do that. I love mashed butter and squash because it has great texture. It really and does. And the sweetness will be really good with the salmon. Yeah. So we're going to get that on over a high heat and we're going to let it come to a boil before we bring it down to a simmer. How's that? Is that 
Is that enough? One That's more. perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yes. So, let me put this on the <laughs> on the heat. Big burner. That'll do it. Are we done? We're done. Well, <laughs> we're, we're done. done. We're 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 gonna let that simmer. We're gonna let this come to a boil. Okay. We have our sauce thickening. It smells so good. It's, I know it smells delicious. <laughs> we have our salmon marinating in the refrigerator. I can't wait for this to come together. Missy's showing me one of her go-to dinners, which is citrus salmon yes. and mashed butternut squash, yes. right? So what's next? So we're going to take the salmon out of the refrigerator okay. where it's been marinating Great. for 20 minutes. Perfect. It's yummy and good to oh, go. so good. So we're going to transfer this to a new dish. Okay. Because I don't want so much marinade going into the broiler. Ah. It's got sugar in there. We don't want it to burn. So if oh. you can just get okay, that great. over into the dish. And then I'm just going to put a little bit of the remaining marinade left that we're going to get top. rid of. On okay, top. great. So. If you wanted to, could you cook this marinade and make the sauce? Yes, you absolutely. probably could, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which I like to have a little extra in case... I burn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go away for to do 30 that. seconds. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's <No>. gone. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so this, go, this goes away. We can away, get rid of right? that. Okay. And we're going to get this into the broiler. Great. For about between 10 and 12 minutes. Isn't it amazing how fast that is? Yeah. It's fabulous. Okay. And while you're doing into that, I'm going to get our butternut squash over to the sink. Okay. To drain the water out. Mmm. All right. So we're just going to mix this, mash it up right in the right pot. Right in the pot? So okay. you can just bring that over. Am I chief masher? <laughs> yes, yes. You can be chief masher. I can be chief masher. And I will add in our ingredients. Okay, good. How Great. about that? And the masher. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> this is great. Yes. You know, sometimes I do this in a um, in a mixer, like an electric mixer. Yes. But it's so so easy just to do it in the pot you cooked it in. That's great as well to do it in a mixer and get a really good. Okay. So what are you putting in? So we're doing maple syrup. Of course, because I love maple yes, syrup about and a third butternut cup. squash. Perfect. Ah, I think that's perfectly third cup. Um, I love that you don't measure anything. Half. Isn't that great? I know. A little bit of cream? A little bit of half and half there, half yes. And half. yeah. Just a pinch of salt. Mm. We're going to stick to our white pepper in the theme of our dish that we have today, our Perfect. white pepper. And we're going to get that mashed up. How we're mashed? Almost done. We're going to get it to the consistency of a mashed potato. Okay. Yep. It looks Funny, I don't usually use a masher, but it's, it's it's so easy. It's really mashing yeah. really well. Right. With your life, I can't imagine you have a lot of time to entertain, but do you? I love to entertain. You know, when I first started out at ABT and in the company, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I have a big family, and so I'm used to having these oh, family gatherings and a lot yeah. of people. So I would always host Thanksgiving dinner. Um, would you really? Yes. And That's I would, like a week-long proposition. <laughs> I oh, know. my God. I, yeah. I would host Thanksgiving dinner and have dancers from the company over. And, I mean, I, it's, it's something I do love to Isn't do. Isn't that great? Yes. <laughs> That's going to be my favorite meal. One of mine, too. And this is probably one of the dishes yes, on the menu, is. right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Any cooking disasters? Mm, well, Besides I mean, burning the like sauce? Like I was just telling you, I'm burning <laughs> the sauce. 
I've had a lot of cooking disasters. You know, I I used to do a cooking competition with another dancer at ABT, <laughs> and we would do it during our spring season at the Met. So I would prepare everything at home, and then I'd bring it all to Lincoln Center, oh. and we'd set it all up. And I remember one year I made um, sliders. We were competing yeah. with sliders, and I used um, turkey meat. And I over-seasoned this batch. It was ridiculous, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. And it's like 10 in the morning, um, and I've got to make it to ballet class and rehearsal. Yeah. I'm like, how do I fix this meat? So I bought more turkey meat, and I just put it in there. It was terrible. It's, you just can't. You just got to start. You can't over. fix it. You can't, you can't fix, fix it. it. So I lost that one. We've all we've all had those. <laughs> yes. And what are in some cooking disasters you might have had? Or, oh, I never have cooking I, disasters. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so just does Allah cook for you? Yeah, he has. Um, he doesn't cook often, but when he does, it's delicious. Yeah. It's one go-to dish, and it's. A <laughs> is it Mediterranean- like Jeffrey's, which is coffee? <laughs> I, I, luckily, there's. It has more substance than coffee. Um, it's a Mediterranean dish: garbanzo beans. It has a tomato base and over uh, couscous. Uh, oh, it sounds great! It's really good, and yeah. he's really good at it. But it it takes him a while. All the, you know, and do you have to clean up afterwards? I, uh, yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's always good when one person cooks and the other one cleans up, right? I know. Up, right? Yes, it is. And he, he's usually doing the cleaning for me. That's so. good. <laughs> I think we're actually nearly there. Yes. I can't wait to taste this. <laughs> so we finally put it all together. Yes. We've got citrus salmon and butternut squash. Yes. Can't wait to taste it. Yeah, the, so the salmon Salmon's is ready. Okay. I can and get I'll put that the butternut squash in. Why don't you get that plated? I love cooking in the kitchen with Misty. Oh. <laughs> Look how this looks it's together. Beautiful. I love it. All right. So, how would you suggest that I cut this? I, Do you think I should go yeah, long way? Yeah, I might go the long way. I think okay. that would look really pretty. Okay. So we're gonna get those over our bed of butternut squash. Mm, smells so good. And then I'm just going to drizzle some of this. Oh, this is the sauce that you made out of the marinade. Isn't yes, that great? That wow. And that's the scallions in it that gives a texture. Yes. Gorgeous. Should I put a little salt on it or do you yeah, not like you can salt? Put, yes, you can a put a little bit of salt, salt on it. On it. I always Delicious. think seasoning something at the end is really fabulous. And we are ready. Oh, I can't wait to taste it. Yeah, me too. I love <laughs> cooking with you. It's just been so great. Thank oh my you. God. Mm-hmm. It's really good. <laughs> it's so good. Why don't we take these? It's such a gorgeous day and go in the garden. Great. Does that sound like fun? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Come <laughs> with me. Ah, <laughs> oh, such a gorgeous oh, it's day. Gorgeous. It's just it's gorgeous perfect. out. We got the fire bowl going. That's really just great. I never leave home. Yeah. <laughs> is this the perfect evening or what? Oh, it really oh my god. Is. And the perfect dinner and oh. the perfect dinner date. Yes. <laughs> Would you like a little wine? I would love some. Yes. What a great night. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for dinner. Thank you for having me. Mm. Can't wait to taste it. This butternut squash was so good. It's a little nerve-wracking. It's a little nerve-wracking. Oh, don't. (laughs) What you don't understand about cooks is they are so delighted when somebody cooks for them. They don't even care. But I'm sure it's delicious. (gasps) Mmm. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. Mm. The marinade is so citrusy, mm-hmm. and it's a little sweet, which is just fantastic. Is, and I think it's And with the butternut squash, too... it's amazing. And I love mm. the drizzle on it. Mm. Mm. 
I'm very happy with how it turned out. I love out. it. I love it. I'll be making it for sure. Okay, you ready for a pop quiz? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> What's the movie you've seen the most? You know, I have a thing for old movies. Yeah, me too. And I love the Barefoot Contessa. Oh, you do? I Isn't do that with Ava Gardner and Ava Gardner. Gardner. It's a very dark movie. It is. I, but so I, good. I would fall asleep watching it. Wow. It is a very dark movie, but, but there. Isn't she oh, fabulous? She's fantastic. And I mean, so underrated. The, yeah. There's the dance sequence, and she does this whole Spanish dance with the man. I remember that. Yeah. And Isn't that interesting? It's. I, I've watched it oh. far too many times. <laughs> <laughs> What's the food that makes you happy? I love bacon. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I think the smell of bacon makes everybody the happy. The smell of bacon. <laughs> you know, I stopped um, eating meat for. I think seven or eight years yeah and out of nowhere i woke up one morning and i thought i want bacon and that ended <laughs> and my that was that <laughs> what's the worst job you've ever had oh my goodness so i pretty much have only ever done ballet for a oh, living wow. but i had one job as a bartender <laughs> yeah i was hired and to come and serve in someone's home privately as as their oh, bartender yeah. And it, I would say that's probably the worst job that I've had. I mean, no I'm chance a, you'll have to do it again. <laughs> I hope not. I'm a dancer, and my feet were one of the worst feelings I've had standing uh, on my feet that, uh, for that many hours. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best job you've ever had? Performing as a ballerina. A, oh my God. And, and the good news is you get to do it a lot, which I is do. good for us. <laughs> What's the best present you've ever gotten? It was very inexpensive, but it just meant so much. Um, it was from my husband. He got it in Argentina. It's this little wooden box, and you open it up, and there's a ladybug inside, and it pops out, and it says, I love you on it. Oh. And I keep it with me in my purse, and oh, it just, it, what it means is It's so everything. Much. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I've had the best day ever. So Thank I. you so much. Thank you. And it's for just been wonderful me. getting to know you. You too. More to follow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Today was so amazing and special. I can't believe I was in Ina's kitchen showing her how to make a dish I've been making for years. Oh my gosh, today was just incredible. I can't wait to come back and I know that I have a friend for life. I just love getting to know Missy Copeland. She's so grounded and inspiring. What a great day. It was so much fun to be with her. Thank you for listening to Be My Guest. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a moment, I'd love to hear your comments on Apple Podcasts. I'll be back next week with new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you'll join us. 